in the water about the ex-wheelie maniac hiding in her backseat. Did the maniac kill her? Natch! And you know how I know? <gasps> because I was that maniac. <laughs> hey, hey, I was just kidding. They know how to make you smile. You're already here, why don't you stay a while? Kick back, relax, you freaks. They're playing all the tricks and taking all of the treats. Grab a whiskey and hang on tight. Smoke that bong with all your might. They write books, but that ain't all. One's short and smooth and one is hairy and tall. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and then drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Best buds talking book of the week and all the horror stuff that they think is neat. Hanging loose through in ridiculous reads. Not cause we deserve it, cause it's what we need. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I am John Wayne. As you know, with me as always is Christopher Triana. Christopher, what's up, man? Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is, uh, you know, we're in the uh, cusp of uh, a new year almost getting us. We're in that we're in that median between portion of Christmas and New Year right now. We um, are. We're right there. We've all come off of uh, whatever the hell we did. And uh, we're moving forward, I think. So, um, it, interestingly enough, Chris, uh, this is another occasion to celebrate or not. This is the last recording I'll be doing in the Studio of Evil here in Wayne yes. Manor. Yes. So, it's, uh, you're you're pulling up stakes. Pulling it up, moving. Uh, you know, going to to start a a new life under the sea is where I'll be. <laughs> That's your solution to everything. That Move is. You're sea. right. <laughs> it's the best solution. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm moving to Las Vegas, Nevada. We've talked about. So, yeah, I mean, like the, the they're dropping the pod thing off on Thursday. I throw all my junk in it, my shits, my, my giggles, and then I'll be hitting the road driving up there. And then they shoot the pod out of a cannon or something, and then it lands in Vegas somewhere. And you have like 47 minutes to get to it before it explodes. Yeah. Have you, have, you so. not, have you not done the pod thing before? Yeah, I've moved with one of those. It's It's interesting. No, I haven't done it. I'm not using the pod uh, name brand. I'm using a different mm -hmm. uh, service, but yeah, whatever. But yeah, it's all. Did the same. you have? Why did you have a bad uh, experience with it, or or what? Well, uh, not necessarily. It was just it was just an interesting thing. It's uh, you know, like you you think because you have to you have to really know your measurements and be like okay, because when you order it, it shows up. You're like, oh shit, I really gotta try to fit everything I own into this thing. It's like the ultimate game of Tetris. Uh, I I got one when I moved from Florida to Massachusetts. That was a big move, yeah. Um, and yeah. And then when I got to the place in Massachusetts, it was uh, it was an apartment. You know, this was a long time ago. You know, I was in my twenties, so it was an apartment. And they the the guy brought the thing and he got the pot off with like a forklift and everything. He gets it off 
And like mm-hmm. you said, it's at the top of the hill and there's like all these stairs that go all the way down, winding around this hill in the woods to my apartment. Oh, and Jesus. it was just like, oh my God. Yeah, and I was just like kind of nerve wracking seeing everything I own. And he's like, in the, like it's shaking back and forth on the forklift and everything. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, you know, good times. Good times. Well, luckily I'll be living in a city. Uh, with I thought you were going to say you're going to be uh, living in a pod. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I'll be living in a pod. Yeah, see, I've actually had my, I'm going to stuff myself in the pod. Right. And, uh, that's how I'm going to get to Vegas free free of charge. So a lot of stuff is packed up at my house. Pretty much everything is packed up besides like essential shit, just waiting for that. So last recording here and then the new place will be, uh, you know, get that set up and I'll be I'll be broadcasting from a new disclosed location because I will just dis- I will dox myself. You know that. <laughs> well, yeah, you. Uh, this is a big move for you, man. Like you've been living in Texas almost your entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the past three decades and more. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah so, so it's been a while, but this is a new time, new chapter, new uh, new place. It's gonna be good. It's uh, and plus, like moving from Houston and then Texas is a big, uh, you know challenge to move to somewhere that's going to be like as badass as that and i think mm-hmm. vegas is you know it, it's going to suffice so mm-hmm. i'm excited okay. but uh good. and what so but what's going what on are, with you I, I want what was i'm sorry go ahead i was gonna say uh, are, are you packing up nick p in the in the pod or trying to negotiate that you know he's uh what are you as far do as without uh, him <laughs> well I've, i have some contingency plans uh, that involved like uh, possibly him meeting me at a certain location, and then I could drive. You know, then I pick him up, and all, all the all kinds of things could be happening. And I'm trying to shoot him in a cannon to Vegas, but he's got priors that he's got to take care of before he can move. You know, right, so right. Uh, so we're trying to get that all figured out. But but yeah, it's going good, man. But what's uh, but I wanted to ask you, what's up with the foot update uh, 2021? Ding 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 ding, because yes. you got this this trip you got. Tell me all about this because we're we're we want to know, especially the people that are into feet want to know what's up. Oh know? yeah, they've they've been sending me they, a lot they, of emails. They are w- waiting for you to post <laughs> another picture, like that picture yeah. you post of it all fucked up. Like that, you need to. They're waiting well, for another one. I've, I've got a Patreon for it called Chris's Nasty Hobbit Foot Cream Foot Cream yeah. <laughs> Cream Chris's Foot Cream Chris's Foot. Yes, yeah, that sounds terrible. Um, no, it's doing a lot better. Thank you. It's uh, it's not black and blue and yellow anymore. It's just, um, you know, it's only a little bit swollen. I could actually get it into a shoe now. So I'm walking around without any, like, cast or brace or anything like that. Um, and, and just for people who are just tuning in, Chris hurt his, uh, he hurt his foot in a, uh, it was a, a traditional child throwing contest that they have every uh, Saturnalia. And um, he he did come home with the gold, but he came home with a little bit of an injury, too. So that's sometimes yes, you got yes. you got to put it all on the line. You left it all on the field, dude. That's right. That's right. You know, like I you got to play through the pain. And when mm-hmm. you're when you're throwing a kid in a garbage can in a backyard, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, for distance for. Yeah, it's kind of like um, that thing where they throw things in the Olympics. Hell yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly like that you thing. Know that it is exactly like that what thing. That? That shot put uh, is, is one, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but curling, uh, you know, maybe everybody has their own technique. Now, curling is going to be a different thing. <laughs> but, uh, no one can throw a kid into a garbage can like you is what I'll say. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's where they should go, right? So put that as a blurb for me on your next book. No I one know. can throw a kid at a, <laughs> kid a garbage can. Christopher Triana, <laughs> like old John Wayne Triana, the Duke of Earl, <laughs> <laughs> the mighty Duke of Earl, the mighty Duke of Earl. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it's going, so it's healing up, um, because you've got some some plans to, uh, you know, you're gonna be in a weird crazy under you're not going under the <laughs> you're going over this yeah yeah well I've, I've got a lot of a lot of stuff planned um going out to see uh some lovely friends in uh pennsylvania for the new year and then i'm uh gonna be going to new hampshire bear and i have rented a cabin i'm gonna take mm-hmm. bear hiking um uh, up uh in new hampshire there go up to the white mountain national forest and they've got cabins up there that you can rent uh for like 40 bucks a night and it's got it's got none of the amenities it has no electricity no running water uh no beds there's just like these like wooden planks where you could like put your own like sleeping bag on uh but there is a wood-burning stove and a little down the trail there, there's a shit box. So you have those amenities, which is kind of nice. You know? What's the square footage of the, just, is it like a sink? It's just a single room. Oh yeah. Wood, it's, right? yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like a, a one room country shack. Yeah. Like, like eight uh, feet, like eight by 12 by 12. I mean, do you have I don't idea? have it right in front of me. I don't remember. No? It was, it, that didn't really matter to me. You know, I was just like, okay, is it, is it a wood structure? Is it something that'll be better than a tent? Cause it's going to be, I mean, up there right now, it's, uh, probably about five degrees at night. You're insane. Uh, yeah, it's it's really cold um, up in the mountain there. Yeah, Cam- Campton right now, seventeen degrees as as we speak right now, and it's uh, it's five in the afternoon there. Um, so yeah, yeah. So we're but it's beautiful, breathtaking views uh, in the mountains up there. I'm going to be up in Black Mountain and um, really excited about it. Uh, hopefully, my ho- foot is all good to go by then. And Bear and I are going to go through the mountains, and we're going to spend two glorious nights in this cabin. Uh, yeah. The good the good news is that I have been eating all my food in bar form. So if you need to be rescued <laughs> from the mountains, I can definitely make my way up there uh, <laughs> this with my Sherpas. To... Our sauce is amazing. <laughs> yep. That's that. There you go. I have been going to the Gaim, uh, keeping yeah. up my regular Gaim routine. So. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy, man. Like, I know there's, there's, you know, a lot of people who are into that stuff and, and like, just like you and they're like, yeah, wow, that sounds great. And like, there's some other people like me that are like, what the fuck is that all about? I know. It's, um, it's, I, I have rocks that need terrible. cleaning. terrible. Yeah. I have rocks that need cleaning at home. I, I no, can be, it become, sounds, uh, you it know. sounds awful. Mm. And that's kind of but, like the more awful it sounds, uh, the more excited I am to do it. I'm but like, it's yeah. not, but it's not really awful to you though. No, is the thing. no. You're not, no, but you're, I mean, like, you know, it, it, that's what I'm saying. It's what I mean, what I mean is it, it, the more like difficult it sounds, you know, where it's like, okay, I need to figure out how I'm going to, you know, how I'm going to stay warm, be able to make food, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know, when those, when those are the challenges, you know, so, yeah. you know, I've, I've been putting my gear list together um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be good. Yeah, man. So I'm looking if, forward if, to hearing So about you may that. never see me again. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I will assume your identity and okay. uh, it's all collect- yours. I'll, oh, actually, no, no, no. I I get the I get the Bundy football uh, if that happens. So That's I true. will uh, I will give it a good place in my heart in the main uh, 
it'll be in my bed with me in my you, you won't even wait for it to, by death to be confirmed you'll you'll be like well as soon as you yet. go dude you're just gonna go to the holiday you're gonna go to the new year's eve party and i'll be like yeah, oh, yeah. Got, could, well, i gone. get you legally confirmed dead. he's gone <laughs> he's not here i don't know i guess i get the football he's gone and we are, yeah. we are speaking of a football that uh, is signed by the mighty duke of earl himself the original mm-hmm. um mr uh al bundy ed o'neill um mm-hmm. Pope high, right. four touchdowns in one game um, that's right so that sounds fun man uh, i look forward to hearing about this because you are part part of your adventure brings you to las vegas does it not to visit me yes uh well there's uh there's this whole long trip that's that's going to um you know uh, come afterwards but this is just like a short little trip to uh hold us over because yeah bear and i are going to take a big uh road trip adventure once she's done with her chemo uh but this is just a little almost like a little test run as far as hiking and camping out goes uh so we're just doing this for a couple of days and then we're going to come home and it'll be a few weeks before we get out on the open road and do our big epic adventure so yeah well that's fine well then i look forward to hearing about all this um and i hope that uh you know I don't know. Maybe you find a Yeti or a or a monster or a Sasquatch Yeti or something out there, or you yeah, maybe you find gold plates and a hat. You can start well, a religion or something. I don't know. There's plenty of bears up there. So. Oh God, dude! That's I, I, I don't just mean mine. I mean bears. Yeah. The but, bears can smell the menstruation, dude. Remember. Luckily, I'm not menstruating anymore. Mm. I'm, I'm middle aged. Yeah. Hopefully, you're not during that point, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Most, for the most part, the bears are uh, hibernating now um but you know you can still see them out there if they have if they have a a food source that's reliable they won't even hibernate you know but, but you, so know, that, you know where i live dude the, the fucking bears are i know you have bears you have bears in your yard but in this situation because we did talk about this because uh, my mom also has bears uh, that she sees and we've talked about that on this trip when you're in this cabin is it a like concern to cover your food or keep your food substances like closed up tight so that it doesn't because it will like people don't yeah. know like bears will come from miles around for like a mm-hmm. granola bar in your car yep. you absolutely know? yeah no I've, I've got uh bear proof canisters oh wow uh, yeah so you can keep you keep your food in there it's because like you know they're they sealed tight and you know they don't release any odor whatsoever <clears throat> man i should start getting those for my weed I don't know if you really need to anymore. I mean, you don't. I just uh, it'll be fun. Maybe. Yeah, it could be, but I mean, they're really big and and they're not cheap, so I, I don't think they really serve you any real purpose. But you're right. You're right. I'm not going to. I'm not. Yeah. Going to. You talk me out of it. Yeah. You talk me out. Of it. You can just get something that looks cool instead, like you know, like something with Urkel on it or something. Ah. You know? oh. God, I wish, dude. Tell me about it. And that's another thing. Once I get to Vegas, because it's legal, you know, it's a legal mm-hmm. state. And I, I've been to many, not many, but several of the dispensaries in the area. And I have a couple of my favorites. And I will be looking for that Urkel weed. Um, oh, yeah. The purple okay, Urkel. I hope to get that shit restocked. I'm yeah, all over that yeah. shit, dude. And when well, I do, I'll be issuing a thorough review we might have to do like a jump on oh, episode in, on in the, the middle of like the day or whatever yeah, like chris yeah. i got the urkel you drop everything jump on and shit like you know yeah uh, so will, i'm looking but, for it. i'm gonna look dude, at i, I no, will have to like i want to be there when you smoke it you know i like at least virtually yeah i will i will drop what i'm doing i will end a fucking marriage for that shit we'll make a day of it dude we'll fly that up the flagpole and right. see if madonna <laughs> madonna will sleep with it Mark right. my words urkel <laughs> 
Oh, good. All right. Well, I guess that's all the, the jibber jabber fit to rake. So maybe we yeah. should just go ahead and get into the show, huh? Let's do it. All right, everyone. That brings us to our very first topic, which is, of course, Book of the Week. <laughs> Oh, book, book, book of the week, book, book, mm-hmm. book of the week, uh, book of the week. I'm on book of the week this week, um, guys and gals and others, as you know, um, <laughs> and everyone all inclusive. We are an all, uh, loving. Yes. All anyway, book of the week is who I am, uh, in charge of this week. And this is actually pretty cool. Um, some of, you know, like, you know, I do have a couple other podcasts I do. One of them being on my Patreon, uh, which is called the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast. And I recently uh, had this author on who uh, who I've known for a, a years, a few years. He's also a fellow Texan, and he's bad motherfucking ass to the bone, Kelby Losack. And so this um, book of the week this week is called Dead Boy, and this is actually co-authored by Kelby Losack and J. David Osborne. And if you've heard the, those names before, if you've heard J. David Osborne before, it's because he runs Broken River Books, which is what this is coming out on. So are you familiar with Broken River at all, Chris? Yeah, you know. Uh, yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. So I came up, I came to know this from like the, from the bizarro scene, even though like Broken River never really put out bizarro work necessarily. I know mm-hmm. JDL was like in the scene, like he, he was up there in Portland and stuff. That's where I met him. And uh, now he lives somewhere else. But um he and Kelby, like I had an excellent conversation with Kelby about the things that they're working on at Broken River, the things that Kelby has coming out through them, the kind of like uh, just approach to art that they're taking right now. And it's very exciting, uh, I think. So uh, I wanted to to have their newest book, their collaboration, Dead Boy, uh, as book of the week. And if I can read the, the synopsis, mm-hmm. it is Brian Shuck is having a rough one. His girlfriend committed suicide, and he is indebted to a violent freak with an affinity for dog furs. And to make it worse, his canine companion, recently resurrected by the magic of electricity and energy drink, is starting to creep him out. Can our boy catch a break? How is an undead dog going to help him settle his debts? And is there any clout to be gained from his grief? So... It's, uh, then it's a zombie dog fights, white trash shamans, and love turns sour. <clears throat> If you're not familiar with some other stuff, like Kelby, uh, his first uh, book was uh, called Heathenish, and it was like a basically a story of his life, kind of a synopsis of the shit that he's been through, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's pretty intense. And like we we like uh, I don't know, we both uh, kind of embrace the like thuggish, like gangsterish type of thing, like that side of thing. But him, like way more, like I can't like Kelby would be like put me to the ground on that but he's super like knowledgeable about local hip-hop uh he has a couple of shows where they they talk about that and he and j david Osborne also have another show that they're doing um called antagonist which uh where they review and talk about extreme japanese uh films mm-hmm. where they have a guest uh usually another artist of some kind where they talk about extreme japanese movies horror and everything yeah the old uh, boy and stuff like that well, yeah, we talked. Well, we talked. Uh, he and I, when we talked, we talked about Ichi the Killer um, and right. yeah, uh, yeah. Tetsuo the Tetsuo the Iron Man. The Iron Man. Um, yeah. Those kind of like extreme, extreme shit. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, yeah, Old Boy is awesome. Old Boy is great. I yeah. even liked the remake. I thought it was fun, fine too. Um, the yeah. story is intense, uh, no, it, to it, say it the is. least. I think, uh, <clears throat> yeah, the South Korean um, uh, horror films have been some of the best horror films that we've had in the last twenty years. Um, you know, like like I saw The Devil, um, and uh, is another one that I really like. Old Boy, uh, yeah, and even. Um, uh, Train to Busan and like a lot of this, the more newer stuff that's coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that one's not super extreme, but I mean it's it's excessively gory and violent. So, right, right. Those 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 movies are great, and I think well, I think that their podcast mainly focuses on the uh, Japanese. Uh, oh right, yeah, it's, it's Japanese Jap- so horror it's not all Asian or, or extreme. It's yeah, it's just ja- it's mainly the Japanese uh, okay, artists okay. and and our tours. But yeah, but the things you mentioned are, are fucking awesome. Uh, yes, the, those definitely. No, my, South my, mistake, like a, for, uh, my mistake. I was thinking that it was like just all Asian horror, but you're saying no. sp- specifically Japanese. Yeah, I, the show is specifically, but those okay. are great Asian horror movies that you mm-hmm. that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so definitely check out Kelby's stuff. Check out Broken River Books, uh, especially mm-hmm. with the stuff that they're doing uh, coming out in the, like the this next year, and uh, you know, check out Kelby. Check out JDO, and uh, you know. Fucking buckle up, bitch. I will. Okay, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Dead Boy, J. David Osborne, and Kelby Losak. Very good. Very good. Yeah, my mistake there. Like, we, we you, I, you did say uh, uh, extreme Japanese horror, and for some reason I started thinking about just all Asian mm. horror in general, because I'm racist, apparently. So... Oh no! Just an easy mistake. <laughs> I know. All right. <clears throat> okay. Well, so that brings us to our next topic, doesn't it? I think it does. I think it does too. And our next topic is, as always, ridiculous reads. <laughs> ridiculous reads so today on ridiculous reads um this is uh almost in a way a rebuttal um to one of your ridiculous reads uh oh a rebuttal really okay in a way in a way in a way in okay. a way in a way um uh many moons ago you did a ridiculous reads of uh of an arnold schwarzenegger exercise book arnold's advice for women bodybuilders something like that that is correct, Your Honor. I did. That is correct. Uh, I, I do recall. I do recall <laughs> that. Yes. You want to plead the fifth on that one? <laughs> no, I do, Your Honor. I do remember that. Uh, yeah, if it yeah. pleases the court. If it does, it does. Um, yeah, and uh, and so then afterwards, I brought out my, my ridiculous reads. Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, all new guide to bodybuilding, which is like this massive tome. But I was joking. I wasn't actually going to read from it because it's huge. But I am going to read from this, uh, and this is a little book called. Sly Moves. Fuck yes, dude. <laughs> By Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> and just say it. Just say it. Just say, say it what? Get it out of the way. Just yeah, do being it. really rude, you know, okay, and okay. doing my best. All you right. Got it done. You know, there. Okay. Is that good? good? We got that done. Thank you. Smeals manly. You know? All right. <laughs> Smeal like a man. I so this is this is Sly Moves. My proven program to lose weight, build strength, gain willpower, and live your dream by Sylvester Stallone. Uh, so, yeah, kind of self-explanatory right there. Of what is the, the forward is. by Frank Stallone? 
by any chance? Forward nope. by Frank Stallone? No, that, there should be, but no. Prologue by Frank Stallone. Afterward by Frank Stallone. Mm, no. Blurb, Fra- blurb by Frank Stallone. No, unfortunately, wow. nothing by Frank Stallone. Maybe he did a song about it somewhere, oh, okay. but... <laughs> I hope. You're right. You know what? You're actually, you're probably right. I think I remember that. I'm going to go ahead and read the back anyway, though. Uh, in Sly Moves, the man behind legendary screen characters shares never-before-told stories about his childhood, his early days at the gym, the long and winding road to success, and the many movie parts that demanded intense physical training. Drawing on the various health regimens he used for different roles throughout his acting career, Sly has created a unique training plan that will have you feeling healthier, more alive, and ready to rise up to any challenge. Inside, you'll find four tailored workouts that focus on fitness fundamentals, advice on how to structure your workouts day by day, week by week, well-rounded meal plans that let you eat the foods you love, the truth about good and bad carbs, and personal tips such as setting and keeping goals. So I was very excited to to get a hold of this. What what year was this published? Because the uh, one yeah, that no, I Arnold Schwarzenegger one I read was from the eighties, early eighties. Yeah, that one was really old. Yeah, this is this is old, but not quite that old. This is from like the early two thousands. Let me see okay. if I can get the uh, two thousand five. This came out. And if memory serves me correct, from our earlier episodes, we talked we've talked about weight train your weight training days and mm-hmm. such. Wasn't uh, Sly was a um, a uh, influence on you and his his, wor- his workout and, and stuff, how he put mass on and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, no, he was an enormous influence to me. And I was very excited uh, when this book came out because uh, 2005, I was super into it at, at that time. And so I was really excited about this book. Uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> this book is kind of doesn't really know what it's trying to do. Like it's uh. half memoir half diet book half workout book so it it kind of feels that's all three around. halves there it, it, so. yeah okay so you know yeah, no, i'm just saying you get what i'm saying then yeah. i get what you're saying yeah yeah um so so yeah it feels very unstructured and i and dare i say if even a little half-assed uh at times uh, is it co is it by sly and and with so and so no okay. it is yeah it's it's co-written with some guy named uh, david hotchman but it's Frank written alone what oh my no, god no, no. but it's written you know as sly um but uh yeah so you know, like you'll start the book and it's like him talking about his roles in rocky and rambo and how it changed his life and all that but then he'll get into these like little side tangents about uh uh, about like diet like in the middle of these stories about working on rambo he's like by the way i give a big thumbs down on movie food like and then he gives you like the caloric uh, intake. Way, you and know, I, movie food yeah. i told you to get that out of the way and you did so stop um he uh <laughs> he um you know like he'll break down like the caloric intake of reese's pieces and and skittles and stuff like that in the middle of it like look it's like i'm showing it to the screen right now you know uh, so it's so, kind so of, he's trying to do something quasi interesting that's not landing, perhaps like yeah, hey, your movies when you eat Reese's you get fat, like uh, watching it type of thing. Is yeah, that, well, it's like there's these little there's these little sections that are inserted into like the bigger overall chapter, you know. Um, so like you'll be in the middle of this. So oh, you'll be an actor. My early days in New York was slow going. Blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden you'll get like this thing. That's like framed with stars like this. And oh, yeah. it'll be like, hey, by the way, 
you shouldn't eat this. So it's kind of all over the place. It's not like a real like, like what I wanted was like a guide to how he got as ripped as he did for each role. And that's kind not like, really what you're getting. Like different um, routine, like a whole workout routine type of thing. Yes. And there are there are like workout stuff in here. And I'm going to hold up to the camera for those watching like pictures mm. of him lifting barbells and stuff. But it's mm. not like a full routine. It's just like, here's how to do a one arm dumbbell row. And it's like everyone knows how to do that, even if you've never been into lifting weights everyone knows how to do a just a pick up a dumbbell it's like this isn't part of a program this isn't mm. part of a exercise routine it's just one simple exercise it's like you know i've been like here's do a sit-up here's how you do a sit-up it's like yeah no fucking shit everyone knows how to do that you know so it's not like he doesn't map out like his actual like here's what i ate here's what i here's the reps i did here's the amount of weight i used here's how the increments that i used to increase the weight it's not like that it's very it's very limp and um and uh user friendly for for novices you know it's like a is it just more like self-serving type of like situation? It, it's, it really feels like it's just a cash grab yeah it does yeah, yeah. all right yeah that's which yeah. is fine there's yeah it's it is fine there's it's like Nothing he says in here is is bad or wrong, but if you're expecting to like really get an in-depth kind of book like Arnold's bodybuilding book, you're not getting that. So, uh, but it is going to make for a ridiculous read because there are some really fun moments in it um, where he kind of gives life advice, and you know he's a very successful man. Uh, very cool, man. I, I, I although I'm I kind of dissed the book here. I do really love Stallone, um, mm -hmm. but I thought I was going to read from. Uh, I thought it'd be good if I read from a little chapter here called "Giving Stress a Rest." I love it. Right. This mm -hmm. is advice we can all use. <clears throat> all right. So, stress is nothing but a slow bullet to the heart. Study after study links prolonged anxiety to high blood pressure, heart disease, migraine headaches, allergies, asthma, digestive and skin disorders, obesity, sexual dysfunction, diabetes, depression, and more. All right, so he's already got me excited. The simple act of reading this is stressful. See? He knows. Wait, what the <laughs> fuck? That's counterintuitive. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he means reading the book. I think he means it's stressful just reading that sentence. Uh, just reading like that stress leads to all these horrible things. Uh, some, medical, some medical researchers estimate as much as 90% of illness and disease is partly stress-related. Many people find balance through meditation, prayer, yoga, tai chi, massage that's how i that's how i find mine now <laughs> if you go down and you ask uh, anyway i'll tell you later i'll tell you later. All right, all right. uh yeah so massage and uh and old and this is what he, he calls it i like this and old-fashioned talk therapy so i guess that's just like therapy like, like phone old, like sex, phone sex or? phone sex that's the old-fashioned thing yeah yeah, I'm, does that like does that can't still be a thing? Is it like I know like there's like absolutely video. is a thing. Well, there's video phone sex. I would I would imagine, of course, you know, where you could like call the that's girl and do like a video chat. But that's yeah, that's but different. Just there's phone, phone sex. Yep, really, absolutely. like that's still a thing. Absolutely. I I, I, I would imagine with video, everyone would want the video now. But yeah, Some okay. People, you know, hey man, 
Well, you would know better than me. I, I said people are waiting for your foot, <laughs> your foot photo still, you know? So many people find balance through meditation, prayer, yoga, tai chi, massage, and old fashioned talk therapy. Others get rid of stress by passing it on to others. I've had as much stress as anybody over the years, and now I regard it like an unwanted house guest that's a pain to evict. But eventually, you throw it out temporarily. Here are some ways I've managed to keep things under control. Number one, start slow. If I begin the day in an agitated state, it's hard to get back on track. Rushing around to make an appointment or wolfing down breakfast to get out the door sets you up for a stressful day. If I know I've got to be somewhere early, I always set an earlier alarm to give myself a buffer. Even 10 extra minutes can make a huge difference. Huh? So there you go, folks. Um, just get up earlier. I, I don't know. Is there is that is there truth in that where they're like, you know, because I've never understood the hitting the snooze thing or like, no, I don't faking out your snooze. alarm where you set it. You set it ahead for the time. Like my mom used to do that. Shouts out, mom. Sorry. You know, I well, feel about that. I, it's I like, think that's what, what he's you saying, know what though. time it is. No, no, but, no, no oh, he's just no, saying, no, like, give not... yourself 10 extra minutes before. No, you get he's, up, he's right? saying to actually get up 10 minutes earlier. He's not saying to. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, OK. No. I misunderstood. My bad. No, he, 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 he's saying actually give yourself more time. Uh, hitting the snooze button is counterproductive. It doesn't really help anything. But he's saying, yeah. no, if it like if you've got to be somewhere early in the morning, get up extra early. Give yourself time uh, to, to, to go slow instead of being rushing out the door. Yeah. Good advice. All right. Uh, number two, consider the source. People will always say nasty, negative, stress-inducing things like if you haven't made it by the time you're 30, you're a failure. or if you don't do this or that, you'll never amount to anything. Fine. But who's telling you this? Consider the source. Does that person have credibility? Do they have an agenda with you? Are they projecting something based on their own deep-seated shortcomings or anxieties? Could there be another side to the story? Don't be a fool by listening to a fool. And I'm going to guess that he got that advice from T right there. When he did Rocky Three, you know. Yeah, I, I think so. I think you're right. It okay. Sounds. What are you doing? You, I can tell you're doing something else. You're not paying well, attention. I, it's no, giving I'm, me stress, dude. I'm absolutely paying attention, but <laughs> I didn't want to stress you out by asking the question: Was was this available in audiobook form? And uh, the question, the question's answer is. Yes, it is, but it's not narrated by Sly Stallone. It's narrated by a, a person named Rob Webb. Uh, which I don't know. Weird. I, I yeah. no fucking idea. Like that, that seems really weird. Yeah. yeah. So it, it it's available, but I don't know why. I don't know why you wouldn't want to have Sly's voice in your ear, like you know, telling you all these things. And, yeah, you know, I wouldn't get motivated otherwise. Yeah. What if it, uh, I mean, I'm my, not, name, my name's Sly Stallone. Welcome I mean, to my. It's bad enough. Yeah. It's bad enough me reading it. You know. Uh, number three, laugh it off. A little humor gets people through the worst situations and the darkest days. I tend not to take things too seriously, especially as I've gotten older. It's the only way to survive. We're all here for what seems like two blinks of an eye. Then it's time to be replaced by the next generation. Or a robot. He doesn't actually say that, but I did. Uh, life is over too fast to be bogged down constantly. Everyone gets down no matter who they are. It's natural, Wes. 
deal with the problem quickly and move on. <laughs> Postponing problems will lead to much bigger ones. <laughs> I hit my cough. I hit my in my throat. I just made. I just nearly made you die choking on 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 marijuana. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that was. That was just a little nod for a friend of ours. Uh, all right. A little napping goes a long way, John Wayne. It really does. I nap every day, dude. I know you do. That's why. Like I, a child. I, I know. That's why I said it. You, yeah. Because you, you, are, you are fortunate enough to be able to do it. Um, often, when we're feeling stress, it's because our bodies need a break. I'm not suggesting you sleep the afternoons away, John Wayne. That will make you even groggier. 10 or 15 minutes max is usually all you need to feel energized, which is ridiculous. Okay, that's not. No, <laughs> that's no. what he says. 10, no, 10 15. No, that's no, not a like, nap. That's dozing off for a at second. Least, you need at least, <laughs> everybody knows a disco nap is 20 minutes. So whatever he's talking about, this 10, 15, <laughs> you might as well just stay up. You might as well beat off during that yeah, time. Or like if, you're, if you sleep for 10 minutes, you dozed off. That's not a nap. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he says that it will help you feel energized and restore focus and a sense of peace. I recommend lying on the floor with your feet above your heart. Rest your legs on a chair or couch since that relieves the pressure on the joints, ankles and feet and improves circulation. Just be sure the boss isn't looking. Huh? <laughs> oh, that's funny and true. That, that's funny and true. Yeah, because a 10 minute nap lying on the floor with your feet on the couch. I'm sure that's what he does. <laughs> All right, one more, and then we'll be done with this. Uh, number five, sweat off the stress. Of course, this was going to be yeah one of his recommendations, of course. Exercise has always provided a tremendous release for me. There's no better stress buster than pumping the heart and getting the muscles moving. Am I the only one getting turned on by this? No, you're not. I guarantee you there's, there's listeners out there that are like on, up, that are edging this entire time waiting for you to get to the end of this section. <laughs> well, he just said, I'm going to repeat this, what he said here. Exercise has always provided a tremendous release for me. You fucked up. Now you made like eight people bust just yeah, with that. See, there, there's no better stress buster than pumping the heart and getting the muscles moving. Numerous animal and human studies have shown that robust physical activity regulates levels of cortisol, uh, serotonin and beta endorphins, hormones that are essential for managing anxiety. All right. And so that is a little clip of Sly Moves by Sylvester Stallone, my proven program to lose weight, build strength, and gain willpower and live your dream. No, uh, Frank Stallone, no affiliation with no, no affiliation. You know what else it has, though? It has like this whole like uh, section on um, supplements. And this is where, like, it really becomes obvious that this book was a cash cow. Is because at the time Stallone had a um, supplements line called oh, In. No. He did called In Stone. Yeah. So that was what it's all about. Like, yeah, so it was, was kind of tied in with that. Yeah, because there's this whole like chapter about uh, like what supplements should be taken. They all happen to be ones that like that line sold. Yeah, this was like this was like 2005, and like he wasn't really getting a lot of roles then. Like the whole like yeah. one man army thing kind of died off. He's had more of like a comeback recently uh, with Expendables and all that, but he was he was kind of like direct to video at the time when this came out. So I think mm -hmm. this was just like an F in, in any effort to stay relevant and make money. 
Uh, so he should yeah. have definitely read it though for the audiobook. I don't definitely. know. Definitely. Yeah, that's just that's really weird. Yeah. Because if this guy, like this Rob person who did read it, I hope they read it at, in the Sylvester Stallone like impression the entire time. I hope not. <laughs> I hope they read it in a Frank Stallone impression the entire time, actually. That would be better. They should have be... Frank Stallone read it. Oh, God. Talk about a missed opportunity. Or dude. sing it. He could just acapella sing every every word of the book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two kinds of love that you ought to know. <laughs> Supplements and lifting weights. Yeah. yeah, I want to know what the audiobook is, is going to be possibly saying when it's just showing these images of him like lifting weights and it's like to do a chin up lift yourself up to your chin i mean i guess it sounds like that i don't know what it sounds like i don't want to know i don't want i you know what i don't know and i don't want to know yeah it's it's... all right well that was the ridiculous read so there you go folks i think we can move on now i think we can but we are all wiser for the experience yep we learned some Sly moves. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 you. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, Na- sir. Name of the book. Name of the book. I, All right. Okay. So, moving right along. <laughs> yes, let's move um, right along. We have, uh, John Wayne and I were talking today, and we decided that we're going to have a new themed segment that we're going to be doing uh, for segment a while. Or show, show, uh, show topic yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah like for example over the summer we did summer of slashers where every episode we took a a different uh lesser known slasher movie and we discussed it sometimes with just each other oftentimes with special guests uh we're uh we're going to be doing something along those lines uh but instead of being uh about slasher movies we've decided we're going to tackle something uh something equally scary but in a different way. And we're going to be continuing this for a while. I don't know if you want to say for the winter or whatever. We'll just see how it goes. But we're going TBA, to, to be determined. TBD. Going, to be announced and TBD. <laughs> to be, yeah, all of those things. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, plenty of THC along the way as well. Thank you. You're welcome. That's just for you. Uh, so, yeah, without further ado, we're just going to go ahead and call this urban legends so the people that uh, if you're watching the video Right then, dude, like mm-hmm. you couldn't see this, but behind you, as mm-hmm. you like said, new topic, urban legend, hit the music, the door started mm-hmm. to slowly open behind you, and ba- it was Bear coming in. I know. It looked, it looked fucking freaky, man. I'm just telling you. <laughs> it's going to look good. Bear, great that, job. Yeah. She, hit the, she hit the cue. She hit her yeah, mark just right. She did, man. Yeah, it was like, I because I, yeah, I could see it in the corner it, view of, uh, it, like, yeah, the door came open right as the music came out. Slowly. On. It was very yeah. eerie. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, you were like, Chris, look out behind you. I didn't say anything. Oh, no, you were just going to let me get killed. I let the song play all the way through, dude. Didn't want to interrupt yeah. the song. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I, I spent 
10 minutes making that song so yeah fuck yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> so so uh, urban legends we decided yes. to talk about from different regions different areas different periods of time uh all kinds of urban legends and i, I wanted to ask you this chris as we start what what do we the royal we think de- what determines a, an urban legend well from your, uh, from your perspective at least well i i think it's uh it's just you know something that that kind of fits the term is is you know it's a a story that's passed down from generation to generation uh that is a is regional specific it's like you know an urgent urban legend comes from like a particular town or a particular place um uh but they're not always you know totally specific like we have more wider urban legends like bigfoot or bloody mary or something like that but they always start initially in one small place like you know bigfoot started in washington state you know and it just kind of expanded from there um so that that's what i think it is it's, it's like it, it doesn't even need to necessarily be a scary thing it could be just like oh i heard that you know so and so did this you know like you know there, there's so and so did what yeah like it doesn't have to be a scary thing it could be like oh i i heard that you know there was this girl once who managed to eat 500 uh papa john's pizzas in a row you know like it could be some weird thing like that you know yeah that's one of those things where that story just grows over a game of telephone type of thing told throughout the the ages and different kids you'll be like yeah and then she fingered herself the entire time like but that's but that's that's how how, legends are born anyway Uh, i mean sometimes it's uh sometimes it has a, a basis in fact or a loose base in fact uh, and then it gets, like you said, with the telephone game, where it gets blown out of proportion, or things get added. Uh, it gets peppered with more colorful uh, details. Um, so, yeah. So you know, it, it could be something that that is goes back to, uh, you know, uh, some ancient story, or it could be something that's a more recent, uh, mm-hmm. you know, story. Like you were saying that you had recently heard a more modern urban legend. Yeah, I was gonna. Uh, yeah, we. I wanted to tell you guys about this. So. We have like when we were kids, uh, you know, things that I remember that like would scare me uh, would be things like you mentioned, Bloody Mary, where you go into the bathroom with the lights off and you say Bloody Mary three times or something. They would vary it sometimes depending. Mm -hmm. And then like she would come out of the mirror and like scratch you and shit. And like people would be like, oh, I got scratched. And ah, you'd look and like as a kid, you'd get super freaked. At least I would because I was a giant pussy and freaked out by this stuff. So I have a buddy who uh, has two kids, one, I think they're like eight and five, around that area somewhere. So, mm-hmm. um, and... And Bloody was, Mary got them both? B- both of them. Oh, my God. And they came back... <laughs> okay, good. ...to narrate Sly Stallone's book, Sly Boots. <laughs> <clears throat> no. Yes. Um, we were, I, you know, I don't even know what brought this up. I think it was, we were sitting on his porch, like, you know, smoking and drinking. And he, like, we looked out, like there was a telephone pole or something. He said, ah, it's like, that's like, that's like Siren Head. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Siren Head? Is that like a, a SoundCloud rapper? Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, Siren Head. You know who Siren Head is? And I was like, no. So apparently this is, this is like a Bloody Mary type of thing recently, like a modern one that his kids are terrified of this Siren Head character mm-hmm. and what siren head looks like is like i don't know picture like a soup like um as tall as a telephone pole like a telephone pole-esque body with arms and legs but like 
kind of old fashioned sirens, like affixed to the top with mouths. And, and like, uh, it makes noises like, or plays like the, uh, emergency broadcast signals Mm -hmm. and stuff and static. Mm -hmm. And like, and then it just appears and like comes after you and just kills you and shit. Like I watched, like he was telling me, so I was like, what the fuck, where did this come from? And he was just like, he's like, I don't know. Just like on the internet, there's like a YouTube thing about it. It's like a creepy pasta type of thing or maybe, Mm. I, I don't know. Like, but I, uh, I did. I, I looked into it and I looked it up and I was like, holy shit, it is a thing. And he said he scares his son with it even by saying like, like going like, uh oh, do you hear this? Whoop, whoop. Siren heads come it like mm-hmm. these kids are terrified of this thing. And I looked it up and it's like it looks like that. There's a couple of YouTube short films like Siren Head is coming. The first one, like the first one that I saw that's kind of professional that introduces like the siren head. It's actually pretty eerie. It's it's pretty well done. A little Mm. short four minute film um, of this guy that just like running from this creature that is the siren head. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty fucking creepy. And the thing is, it's like, I guess you can't summon it. It it just is there. Like it could just look like a tree or a telephone Mm -hmm. pole. And all of a sudden just like stretch its arms out and just like, come and get you well is there an origin story of why it has sirens attached to it or what it has to do with sirens the or so so there's just varying kind of stories like these things get patched together there's one um school of thought where uh siren head had they they were attached to his body like he was from somewhere else and they were they've been attached to his body to their body or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and another another theory is like this is being from another like universe or dimension or whatever and it that's just what it appears to look like to us mm-hmm. uh so there's a couple different schools on the thought but it always like kind of mimics um things it's heard that's one thing about it uh sometimes it'll it could talk like you know like you if you said like john wayne what a prick and then i'd be like out on the beach and i hear you say like john wayne what a prick and i'm like haha chris i'm not turning around and then it's you know it's siren head uh, but the way that they presented in these short, the short film that I saw, it's just like a lot of the static and that, just like weird shit coming out of it. That's like super really creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, but that's what these kids are scared of these days. Is this uh, I know there's many more and I know there's probably a hundred thousand little factoids about Siren Head that mm-hmm. I, I missed or don't know. Well, that's, that's, that's the nature of the urban yeah. legend is like there's like there's always got to be more like no matter how in detail you get about any urban legend. People would be like, well, you forgot this and this and that. Because like everyone has their own little bits, like we were saying yeah. earlier, like peppering it with more, you know, uh, uh, details or whatever. Uh, it's kind of like how like when you get into something like you were saying with Bloody Mary, how like some people say you got to say it three times. Some people say you got to say it five times. So mm-hmm. that kind of is, is just how urban legends work. Yeah. I think it depends on what side of the Mississippi you're on for that way for Bloody Mary three to five times. Yeah, but yeah, well, but, yeah, well, but that's that's a, that's a great example. It's like you know, like th- these things are regional. You yeah, know? exactly. Like every, every town has their own version of the boogeyman, or um, you know, and their their own rules of of how uh, how you go about dealing with it. Yeah. yeah, and I thought about it. Like I was like, "Damn, dude, I could definitely see because it's a brother and sister, you know, that his his kids. I could definitely see me and my sister." as little kids like going down some weird scary hole like hole like that of uh information 
and then absolutely being terrified that it was oh, real, sure. especially if my dad was going like, oh, now you fucked up. Whoa. Like it would scare <laughs> the absolute Jesus out of me. So, <laughs> that you know, is great, though, using it as a torture device for your children. Oh, you fucked up now. And he pulls out the yeah. kazoo. Oh, you know, just, just, no, I did used to be scared as a kid when the um, back on, on T. I know we have Amber Alerts on our phone and shit now, but that's the same noise that that emergency broadcasting signal sound yeah, yeah, yeah. when it would come on tv it it would terrify me as a kid because it's like someone's talking you know like the emergency broadcast system mm -hmm. blah, 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 and it's like is somebody talking to me like i was mm -hmm. it, i really like got terrified of it as a kid but i was scared yeah. you know like i said giant pussy uh that really did scare me as a kid just that yeah. um yeah so i can imagine uh this being scary to kids i don't know well it's not a, it's not a pleasant noise that that like that screeching even when they like just do the the test you know that, eh, 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 yeah. that that's screeching yeah um yeah sirens no one likes sirens uh -uh. you know because uh, it either means that your roof is going about to blow off or it means the cops are after you and either way you're having a bad day yeah so yeah I or or you are in a rap video the dj Airhorn. yeah there's a uh shouts out to uh to my buddies uh barry and kevin and tom you, and nick like you all know uh there's a whole story with us with that air horn but uh uh basically um when we were at new york comic-con there was a guy who had a booth and he was hitting that over and over again to the point where we wanted to murder him so it's like an inside joke with us now with that. You didn't but, go uh, over to him and say, hey, cool it with the horn? No, but it, it, it did it did happen. Um, so it's a whole other story to a whole show on it. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, uh, anywho. Um, so, yeah, uh, the siren head, though, I wanted to get back. That's why I didn't want to get too sidetracked with that. But, right. yeah, when you when you did that, it just made me laugh because uh, it's that's what we actually were trying to figure out what it was called. And that's what it's called. It's the DJ air, horn, air horn. Yeah, I have the app. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. Kevin pulled up the app and like all night mm. in New York City, he was like bah, 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 hitting it and just laughing hysterically. Uh, that is funny. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, <laughs> um, uh, Siren Head, like you're saying, that's more of a, a more recent one. Uh, it made me think of uh, Momo and the Momo Challenge, which is fairly recent. You, are you familiar with the Momo thing? I am not. Mo, uh, please lay it on me, Momo. Well, it's it's really it's all about the image of it. Like like, um, basically, it was this this thing that briefly went around uh, with teens and tweens of like the Momo Challenge, where you would watch this video, uh, a la like the Ring. And it was uh, this character called Momo. And it's just this very disturbing face. Um, that's the image. Like, if you Google it right now, you just, just type in Momo challenge and the face will come up. And it's really a horrifying face. And as it turns out, the face is actually um, part of a sculpture that was done by an artist. I didn't know I was going to be talking about this at the, at the top of the show. So I don't know the artist's name. Um, but it's a really just a frightening image. Um, and that that image even creeped me out when I saw it. It looks like Shelley Long. It kind of does. It looks like a bird version of like Shelley Long or, or Michael Jackson. But there's just there's a whole like there's the, the way that it's off is slightly off in this way. That's very disturbing. Uh, and there's a whole I read a whole article about it, about the psychology of how when something 
like how when something looks like a human face but isn't a human face, it frightens us like a knotted tree or something that can almost look like a a, a human face. There's a certain uh-huh. term for that uh, that I don't know off the top of my head, but um, but anyway, th- that whole thing mm. was very short lived. The whole Momo thing, but that that was like a brief panic uh, like a year or two ago where people were like, oh my, like it was on the news and stuff. Like oh, you know, like my. You know, kids are watching Momo and it's making them commit suicide. Commit suicide, yeah, that's what yeah. it says. It's a yeah. Momo challenge. Urban legend is likely more than a hoax. Even media ports by by kids. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, and it it, it was uh, you know nonsense. It wasn't necessarily true. There's been no like actual uh, you know links to this thing like causing any real deaths. It was just kind of a, an urban legend that like got right. out of proportion. You know, that's so crazy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So what we're planning to do with, with this uh, segment is, you know, we could talk a little bit just in general about urban legends like we just did, but we were going to, John Wayne and I are going to pick an urban legend to tell each other about and tell you about um, each episode. And we're going to try to make it, you know, more interesting, more obscure ones that you may not have already heard. Uh, we're not going to be telling you the hook hand story, you know, or anything like that that you've heard a million times. Or did oh. I just totally ruin your whole thing? Something? Shit, we gotta go to break. Uh, and <laughs> two, one, <laughs> no. Yeah, so we're gonna try to pick more interesting ones, and we're gonna have some special guests that are gonna come on, and they're going to bring their own urban legends to the show. Right. I mean, are we geniuses? This is a, this is a genius idea. Damn so. hell, ass kings. Damn hell, ass kings. All right, so who's gonna go first? Would you like to to start us off, or shall I? Um. <clears throat> I guess, you know what, I, I, I'll start us off, even though I said that, because I know you, we talked earlier, you have like a lot of uh, things to go into. Uh, and I talked a little bit about some other stuff, but we're talking about local things and you sent me some suggestions. But one of the things I found um, was actually kind of close to closer to my my heart and my experience. As you know, I, I live here in Texas for the moment. Uh, soon to be, soon to be, uh, Nevada you live bound. in Texas for five, four, three, three two, two. Right. boom. Um but I, I went to college uh, at Sam Houston State University. Uh, eat them up, cats, meow, in Huntsville, Texas. Mm-hmm. And in Huntsville, Texas, it's uh, where we put people to death here in Texas, as I've said before. Uh, there's many prisons in Huntsville and the college. Oh. And that's pretty much it. Especially when I went back in the early, like late 90s, early aughts, there was like nothing there. And there's a lot of back road country suspect like uh leather face type family living <laughs> like I, I got myself into a couple of scrapes and scraps back in the backwoods of huntsville and i've told those stories like on a couple of them on john may lied to you but the re like this one um kind of i was reading about this and i was like oh shit dude i am fucking very fairly certain i've been down this this exact area mm-hmm. um so All right. so back when i was a uh in college, this was like probably this was actually I remember this was the year 2000, the distant future. Um, I was smoking a lot of weed like I do now. But uh, I would the, this, the girl I was dating also smoked weed and she would like we would go on these weed drives, right? Like we would roll like two or three sweets and she used to do it with a roommate and then she was doing it with me and we'd go through these back crazy backwood roads of Huntsville, like back where crazy people live, like 
fucking just you'd see weird shit. And she was she showed me all these drives that her and her roommate used to go on, like just get super high and just drive around. And this is back in the day when I was like 20 years old and be like super paranoid and actually creep freak yourself out back out in the woods and stuff. And I saw a lot of crazy things. One of them being like we'd stop and look at shit like random headstones in the middle of the fucking you know, off to the side of the road, like small family plots. And uh, I actually was, I, I, I was for a photo photography class. We went on all these, cl- these fucking drives and I had to take some random photo of something. And I went like kind of off into the woods, maybe like 20 or feet or so, 25 feet to look for something. And they were like, I came upon these trees that had raccoons nailed to the base of them. Like what? This. Like, like all up, like, you know, if you're watching the video and it freaked me the absolute fuck out. Cause I was yeah. like, what? I was like, what the fuck could this be for? Why are there raccoons nailed to the base of a tree? And I ran back to the car and uh guy's like, oh, just go, please. We don't need to stop here. Um, and I, I've talked about that before, but we saw a lot of crazy shit back there. Yeah. But it <laughs> but what, that's, what, that's fucked up. That's very fucked up. So it's not because I, I was like racking my brain. I was like, is that like to like keep away bears or, or bring no. deer or something like no there was a uh, cult that lived out in those woods that we would that we actually drove up like to this. we drove up to their uh <laughs> to their actual gates where i was like why are you driving to the fucking gates of their property like and this girl was like aha i don't care i was like this is how we die and i forget what it had some weird fucking name uh, not like like a Heaven's Gate type of thing, but not Heaven's yeah, I Gate. Yeah, it's called Church of the Coon <clears throat> Nailers. <laughs> oh, well, okay. <laughs> Let's all just take a step back. But uh, yeah, it was a weird religious thing out there where they had their property and and stuff. Like I said, very odd. But I saw I saw this, and I'm very sure I've been on this exact place. And uh, in in Huntsville, there is a road uh, that they they refer to as Demons Road. Um, but it's actually Bowden Road is the the actual name of the road. But it's back in this exact area, like I said, that we'd be driving around smoking multiple blunts. This isn't just mm-hmm. like get a little bit high. We're getting high as fuck at like nineteen twenty. So we're blasting our like driving around. I just want to say I'm picturing like that scene in Texas Chainsaw Two where the two guys are getting high and they're driving on the bridge and Leatherface comes out and chops off the top of the car and shit. Like that's that, that's um that's what I'm picturing. Yeah, that that would happen, but like man, even more like deaths like just in the woods. Like they were on like a bridge. There's no bridge back here, dude. Like, yeah, they, they were on a bridge that went on forever and ever. Actually, it was yeah, a, like yeah. a ridiculously long bridge. But no, I just mean you know like backwoods yeah. Texas, crazy family pulls up while you're Absolutely. driving down the road that getting could... stoned. Yeah. An absolute worry. Yes, that's an absolute yep. hazard. Blasting oingo boingo. Yeah. Like you do. Like you do. Like you do. We're getting high. Um, so there's this road that is referred to as Demon's Road, but it's actually mm-hmm. it's called it's Bowden Road in these back areas where I was driving. And what is on Bowden Road is it leads to a cemetery known as Martha's Chapel Chapel Cemetery. One of these small plots that's just kind of like off on the side where you're like, mm-hmm. why the fuck is there a a cemetery here and they actually put a little road there as well martha chapel cemetery road to mark where that is and the thing is is that the legend is people who go down to this area um you have to be very careful when you visit that you don't provoke the spirits because the people end up bringing those spirits from that graveyard there's something unsettled there back with them to their 
their mm. place where they live, mm-hmm. you know, back to their home. And, you know, this one woman, you know, she's reported they went out there to be like, ah, ha, ha, we're in the cemetery. And like you do. And they, you know, you see like this. She thought she saw like, oh, they turned and she saw like a flash of some you know, creepy guy, like just standing there. And then a few days later she's home and she gets into her shower and she turns around and like, he's like right there, like standing at the door, like, thanks for the ride lady. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just like trying to give her like, you know, bus fare. And then she stabbed him to death. Um, and there's other, like, uh, another account where these, you know, a fan, a, a more well-known story where these two guys are out there in the cemetery, you know, like you do as two guys just chilling. And uh, they see, a, 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 you know, a head that's starting to come out of one of the graves and an arm that's trying to, like, you know, pull itself out. And the one guy, like, is like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go see. And you know, he's trying, like, no, the other guy's like, no, don't touch it. And, like, he grabs the arm and the arm's, like, pulling him in and he pulls his friend back and he looks back and the guy from the grave is there. But it's his friend. Now his friend is dead in front of him. And then he turns back around to where his friend was and his friend is gone. So he runs to the fucking car and gets in and there's all these handprints on the car and his friends in the backseat dead. So, Ooh. I mean, and, and there, that's and another thing. Raccoons nailed to the nailed car. to the trees. But another I'm thing, still another, having trouble getting past that. That's dude. real. That was that's, real. I know dude. that's horrible. It's so yeah. awful. God. I don't know what it was for. What is that for? Is that Satan? That's that's some cult shit. I yeah. know about some Satan stuff. That no, I don't see. There, that. I mean, there that's is no weird. like. There is no like. You know, like uh, like old like. Mama's old recipe for getting rid of bears by nailing raccoons to a tree. That's not that's not how it works. But we should start that brand, Mama's old recipe for getting rid of bears. Just a different, just different fucking products um, that ward bears off. Just, no, that is some sick evil shit. That is not like, yeah. There's no other point and, to that. Right, but that's also what I'm saying is like that is the kind of like area we're just driving around in. You know, you yeah, go Texas, from Texas is fucked. We we you know go, this. You go from like, you know, the the campus area, you know, the apartments and everyone tra- la, la, back to like, you know, ranch land, back to a bunch of like uh, mm-hmm. mobile homes, trailers and stuff. And just no, like raccoons nailed to the door, you know, to the fucking thing. And uh, it's it's pretty intense. But there's also with this Demons Road, a lot of reports of people having handprints on their car when they visit and get out and come back to their car like, oh, no, somebody touched it. Mm. And that's a thing I know that like, you know, there's legends about those. Ha- there'll be a haunt. This train track, a bus got hit with all these kids that got blown up. And right. if, you, if you put, you know, fucking flour on your car and drive over very slowly, there'll be a hundred handprints of little mm-hmm. baby dicks all over your car. Yeah. And then you explain that, you know, <laughs> explain, that. You have to explain that. <laughs> explain but that this, atheists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> wow. yeah, Demons yeah. Road. So that that one I wanted to just I, I felt it was a good one for me to start off on because yeah. it does it it does I, I I know I was there and you know I was in the city of Huntsville where this this happened and of course there's a lot of other stories about Huntsville since like I said we do put uh, that's where the state of Texas puts people to death. Um, so I was there for many. Many people, uh, many folk being put to death. Uh, you'd see all the protests. Were you like one of the people out there in the street, no. like frying, no. like doing that whole thing? Or? No, you could watch. We would just watch it. Like we would just get high and watch it from our dorm or whatever. Like because it would what always do you mean? be on, like, like watch the, the lights. Watch the lights go out and back on. They, Is that what they you mean? do. No, they do that. But they, uh, you'd just watch like the 
local news would always be out there with all the you know people oh, right, right. protesting and and oh. you know family members of the victims it was just always it was like kind of like the same thing which uh-huh. not to take away from the severity of the situation but yeah it was like uh oh they're gonna they're fry they're they're well we don't do frying anymore we do lethal injections yeah so we right like, right oh, they're doing someone tonight let's sit and watch what i happens. know exactly what you're talking about man i i grew up in florida man you know like you know when they when they fried ted bundy like the, like it was a full-on like it was like a lot of palooza in the fucking street like people were yeah. just like woo fucking fry him like it was a big party it was crazy um yeah 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 i know man um you know but uh uh yeah, that that that's really wild. Demon Road, man. Uh, goddamn, fucking. I, I, that that that's got to be some traumatic shit, man. To see uh, raccoons nailed to trees and shit, man. That goddamn. There's got to be also a picture that exists somewhere, at least the negative, because I took pictures of it, like because I had because uh, I was no, I was there for photography. It was a photography mm-hmm. class, and I was just driving yeah. around getting high, and I was like doing an assignment, right? And this mm-hmm. is when like. You had to develop your picture for the assignment, all that shit. And I know I like snapped some pictures of it because I was like, what, what is this? Is this real? Like, and I got closer and closer and I was like, oh, this is fucking real. Yeah. You need to um, run. <laughs> so I don't know what that was all about, but, uh, that, yeah, that was some uh, very, very shit. creepy. Very that exciting. Some, that was some yeah. sick evil shit is what that was. Yeah. That was some like true detective shit. Yeah. So demons, demons road, dude, Huntsville. Watch it, baby. You know, you got you got a target now, Huntsville, but you still got rabbit, you know, raccoon ghosts (laughs) and shit. So get off your high horse, bitch. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up my uh, the stuff I was going to talk about. This one isn't as personal to me, um, but it's one that I find really fascinating. So I'm going to talk a little bit about a video game that doesn't exist or does it okay okay and so this goes back to the the uh the golden age the the early days of the video game uh 1981 when video games were still cabinets in dark arcade rooms uh and it was still a new thing you know it was this um uh, this is this budding industry that quickly became worth over a billion dollars <throat> uh, and arcades were born and became the new social nexus. You know, these, these, these and that's the thing I think is missing uh, that, that like, I always loved arcades, but I've never really loved um, video games at home. It's just not the same. Like there's something about the arcade environment that's just dark and seedy and mysterious. Was it the social aspect of it or? (laughs) Well, yes, but, but like, I'm just saying like, there's something about an arcade, like the arcade. Oh, well, yeah, it's a completely different experience. Yeah. Yeah, The mall would have an arcade, a whole fucking dark room. Like you said. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's like, it's dark and everything's neon. And uh, it's just, there's like this, uh, this haunting kind of, uh, uh, weirdness to the arcade that like, you don't get now. Like now, arcades when you go to them, they're very brightly lit, and there's like all sorts of skee ball and shit going on. Or there's just like all where the this... fuck are there arcades right now? Exactly, there's not there's not many anymore. But when there are, they're like these big things. They're like a fun center where they have like mini golf and all this shit. And it's not like but it, but arcades in our day were these like small dark lit fucking rooms in in the the mall or wherever else. Uh, and yeah. just for the listeners that are yelling at the radio, we're not talking about barcades right now. There's no, lots of no. those. Yes, we know. 
uh, we're talking about arcades like that would be in a mall where kids where you could go, not just to go to drink and bring your fucking Tinder date to to finger right. bang underneath. But, but, uh, but they Kong. weren't they weren't just in malls, though. There'd be in like these little strip centers. too. Oh, they'd have their own. They'd be freestanding. Yeah. Yeah. They would. And they would always be dark and people would be like, you know, dealing weed and stuff. And, you know, and like some of the games were actually repurposed for gambling you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, but like you would go as a, as a teen and like, and people would get robbed, people get pickpocketed all the time because it was dark and people were distracted. Uh, so there was this like seedy uh, underbelly to the arcade. But even when there wasn't, even when there wasn't crime or anything, just the feel of it, of uh, just going to this dark room and everything, uh, it, it, it was a, a very different experience than what gaming is now. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I wanted to talk about a video game that doesn't exist or did it exist um, taking you back now listeners to 1981 to portland oregon uh and a little game uh known as polybius now john wayne have you ever heard of polybius polybius i have not what was it was it it was just an, an arcade stand-up game right allegedly as okay. you like to say uh, and in this case, it's really the best thing to say. Um, okay. Now, allegedly, there was a game called Polybius, 1981. Again, this is like the golden age of the uh, of the arcades. Uh, and yeah, it was a standing cabinet game. Um, and uh, it had it, it was it was a very uh, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? It was. Um, there's a certain type of game that it was like where there are other games like it. Like, do you remember Tempest or even the Star Wars game um, or Star Castle? These are like these early game, uh, vector games. Vector games is what they're called, where they're, they're these very much like these, you know, like you remember. You it's remember the, the earliest like kind of 3D ish type of kind game, of, right? Kind of. It's, like it's, you're it's, in, like it looks like you're in the X-Wing, but it's just kind of like outlines of shit coming at you exactly outlines it's outlines it's it's like it's a lot of just shapes uh you know it's just like a lot of shapes and squares that's what tempest was and what star castle was and that's kind of what this game is supposed to be like uh but it is traditionally um said to be a shooter game kind of like asteroids or something or like the the star wars game um but what uh, one of the things that made it different there's there's supposed to be like numbers involved that it's almost like you're doing a shooter game and there's also like these changing pixels but then there's also numbers that are almost like codes like if you can crack the codes it opens up other levels other abilities so there's mathematical equations involved but what makes the game interesting is its side effects uh, which include sickness amnesia night terrors and behavioral changes cobras cobras <laughs> cobras but and behavioral changes like apparently it changed people's behavior they played it right. enough um so yeah we had like there's reports of like uh people having seizures and everything like that um mm-hmm. intense migraines teens collapsing there are there are even some reports that say teens dropped dead while playing this game all right mm-hmm. pretty cool right um so the question is, is was this a real game or not? Because people say that this game was um, 
was like had a lot of, of strobe activity was almost psychedelic in that effect and that it could that affected the brain in a way that made teenagers have seizures collapse uh, just completely change their behavior make them psychotic all of this stuff right uh-huh. but most people don't remember seeing this game you know it, it was very specific to the portland oregon era, uh, area uh so it could be that this game was one of many games that was uh, made for test zones uh, where the games never saw a wide release. Cause this did happen um, in, in the eighties, you know, where they would, re- there'd be a game that they would release to certain test bed areas uh, that just didn't perform well. Uh, games like Marble Madness two or primal rage two. These are notorious games that, and I researched this. I'm not a gamer at all. So I'm just, I, I but I looked into this cause I thought it was fascinating, but these are notorious My- yeah, much like Arby's would release like a, a sandwich, uh, some of their test areas, another mm-hmm. disgusting creation. Uh, it would only come out in like, you know, the lower Wisconsin region. Uh, that, they're they're kind of like, yeah, the, yeah oh, it would only come out in your pants is where it would come. Right. right. Um, right. Uh, yeah. So some say, oh, well, this is this is what the deal was, is that it was a limited release thing. It didn't do well. There, were, And so it got pulled. But other people say, no, it's not that it didn't do well and it got pulled. It's that it was dangerous and it got pulled. But more people say that it was a secret government project that the, because the games were apparently brought in to Portland, Oregon, kids started having these reactions, and then the men in black came out and these these consoles disappeared without a trace and were never seen again uh and to this day no authentic cabinets boards or dumped roms have surfaced so not even like the circuit boards with these things have surfaced uh and there's uh no trace of company records uh could be uh matched to the company because all we have uh that you when you look this up uh for for polybius is there's a a image of the screen of, of like the game starting up with the font Polybius. Uh, and then there's the name of the company, uh, which is, uh, you know, it says incorporated uh, Zislogen, which is kind of a broken German um, that, uh, so it's Zislogen incorporated and credits zero. So it's a screenshot of just like the game, like before you would put a quarter in. And it's a government U.S. government game by a German developer. Well, that it's said that it, it's it's uh, you know made by this company. So some people say that oh, that's just a ruse that they used to joke because the oh. German, as again, it's a broken German, kind of like you know you would say broken English. It's right, not perfect gotcha. German. Zizislogen, uh, uh, it's something Zizislogen, something like that. Uh, if I'm pronouncing it remotely right, uh, it kind of means. Uh, sense and erase. It's almost like erasing the senses, wiping out the senses, you know, which is kind of ominous. Ooh. Right, right. Now, Polybius, which is the name of the game, uh, Polybius was a uh, Greek uh, philosopher and historian born in Arcadia. Huh? Huh? Uh, And he, um, he also, there was this. There's this whole thing called the Polybius chart or whatever, 
Uh, that's all about mathematical equations. I tried to research it a little more thoroughly for the show, but I couldn't understand it because it was so complicated. Um, mm -hmm. So again, going back to what people were saying before about how there being numbers involved with this game, um, some think that, th that these numbers are in direct relation to the Polybius chart. Uh, and Polybius, when you break it down the, the name into um, separate Latin words, it roughly translates into English as many lives. Uh, mm. And of course, in games, you're just trying to like continue to, you know, how many lives do I have left? How many lives? You know, many lives. Many lives. Right. Right. So here's here's the here's the gist of the thing. Okay. The, the general urban legend, okay, mm -hmm. is that there was this game called Polybius uh, in 1981 that was released only in Oregon and was part of a government. Um, Mind, a teen mind control experiment, um, and that these were were put out and and because the thing to remember with these old consoles, these Namco style consoles, is that it they had like a glass barricade between the, the person and the screen, and many say that that video cameras could you know can easily be inserted into these things, and so the theory is is that. The government was testing people who played the game to see if they could control their mind, and they were recording the the effects of what of the uh, of the game on the person playing it. Well, so, <laughs> okay, so through this, through the beeps and boops of this game, the government was trying to see if they could control, like Manchurian Candidate, you like who was who? How how did you get triggered to? Like, what were they control? Like, you know what I mean? Were they sending signals through that game? Like, you know, fuck your mom, kill your dad, <laughs> Oedipus, complex, right, like that right. kind of shit. Like, um, well, or was it like you will pass out like at oh three hundred hours on the 18th? Like, and then you said like they would pass out or whatever, you know? Well, it wasn't it wasn't quite that specific. I think what the, the urban legend is saying is that it was, you know, like by having certain strobing lights and sounds and things like that that they could get a human being to do certain things that they can manipulate uh, a person you know mentally and emotionally like okay a certain combination of 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 certain flashes and sounds could make someone have a, a migraine that they couldn't even recover from stuff stuff right. like that you know right um so it's kind of like um you know it's kind of like the, you know the other types of tests that the you know the that we know the government has done um over the years you know with lsd and things like that um in fact i wanted to pull this up here i've got some information for you see this is my problem is when i start about the game stuff, or like uh, about something about the idea behind it because i wanted to go i also want to comment on the game whenever it's you know back. go ahead no you comment on it go ahead well, i was gonna say like so i my reaction to this first mm -hmm. like just hearing this is like number one 1981 right mm -hmm. I definitely, definitely 110% think it would be easy to cover up something like that had it happened, particularly regionally. Um, we're talking pre-internet. We're talking pre-all like all kinds of shit. So information had to travel by way of like telephone game or something like that. I could easily see this being covered up. Also, 1981, 
I could easily see everything being destroyed and there not being anything. The mm-hmm. o- the other thing that the only thing that like I also am like, man, video games are so prevalent uh, and so like such an industry that they've got to be already doing stroby shit that the same type of thing. Ma- only like maybe like what started was you know people do get seizures from. Mm-hmm strobe effects maybe that started happening from this game and or or, or a game like it and it started building this legend like that they were being mind controlled or something like that right right because now you get like you you'll you'll start i don't play games either but i have like uh started some games uh where it starts and it says like this game includes strobe effects that have been known to cause seizures and epileptics right right you know they they put that on movies and shit too right exactly exactly and this is this is where it gets interesting because um uh because although the whole polybius thing uh from all of my research and, and everything else like it definitely looks like this was made up that this is just nerve legend it's just a story um there is basis in reality to a lot of the things that go into this legend uh which is what makes it interesting uh and i'm going to read to you a little bit here from some of the articles that i have um uh to understand the truth behind the legend one must fall down an internet rabbit hole obviously um there's no way to tell if this physical cabinet ever existed or if it's an early photoshop job and what that's referencing is the um the screenshot that i mentioned uh, where it shows the name uh, uh, Polybius and the the copyright of uh, Zinnislosion and credits zero. Uh, that's the only real picture that we ever get. So there's no pictures. There's a picture of that, but there's no pictures of actual gameplay of actually what the game looks like, you know. Uh, but there is a photo out there, a black and white photo, of course, uh, of a um, standing console, a cabinet. Um, that is in the the Namco style that was uh, prominent from 79 to 81. Uh, so that's like the same style cabinet as like Galaga, Pac-Man, uh, or a, a converted uh, Bosconian. Uh, but it definitely looks customized uh, from people that are in the know of how these things were supposed to look as far as like the joysticks, the, um, the insert coin, um, you know, box and everything like that. Uh, but anyway, it's, uh, let me see if I could pull up here. Um, yeah. Okay. So these, the screenshot, uh, displays the game's title screen, the aforementioned copyright date and credits its development to the company, uh, Sinclosion, a word that roughly translates something along the lines of sense deleting or sensory deprivation. Yeah. I had written sense erase. So yeah, that's All close right. along all those lines. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, there is no evidence of any such company having ever existed in Germany, the United States, or arcades gaming capital Japan. So that's a dead end, according to this article. But mm-hmm. it is possible that this was a, a incorrect translation when it was put into the game. Uh, take Donkey Kong, for instance. Donkey Kong is a famous mistake. It wasn't supposed to be called Donkey Kong. It was just in translation. It got screwed up. It was supposed to be called Monkey Kong because he's a fucking monkey. He's not a goddamn donkey, right? So that's the whole reason that's called Donkey Kong is because it was just a simple error, you know? Um, but here, here's where it gets more um, uh, uh, dubious, you know? Um, the font used for the name uh, Polybius itself in the screenshot is uh, quite notable for being large and colorful, 
during an era when the memory required to produce such an effect was at a serious premium. Only games mm -hmm. from powerhouses like Nintendo or Williams were known to spend such high-priced resources on something as fleeting as a title screen. Uh, mm -hmm. So the lettering is more reminiscent of like, uh, there was this game called Bubbles or uh, Nintendo's uh, Pinball. Uh, you know, so it's like, because if you look at some of like these old games, you know, you can see like the fonts that they used were very small because they were trying to, um, uh, they were trying to preserve as much memory as possible. Uh, so when you look up this image of um, the quote, the so-called uh, Polybius screenshot, uh, you can see it's this very big, bright logo. So it looks more like something that would have come out of maybe 1984 as opposed mm -hmm. to 1989. You, know, you look at some of the fonts like Duck Hunt and stuff from the time of, of you know, like 84, the Nintendo stuff. But that wasn't until a few years later. So it could mm -hmm. be argued that Polybius was ahead of its time. Or it could be argued, which is more likely, that this is um, a, a bullshit image. Um, but uh, other sources claim that the gameplay of Polybius was similar to the vector stylings, which I mentioned earlier, of uh, mm. Res, Tempsis, or Quix. Tempsis was extremely popular at the time and known for its mesmerizing graphics. So it's not a stretch to think that it may have stuck in the memories of gamers from that era. Uh, Cube Quest, similarly, was a visually stunning title that was only in active use for a very short period of time, owing its uh, reliance on sensitive laser disc technology. So a local arcade can only afford so many high price repairs. So it's very possible that games like this, like CubeQuest and potentially Polybius, could have, because they relied on this laser disc technology, uh, have broken down so often that eventually people in arcades were like, you know, get this fucking machine out of here. It breaks so much that we don't even want it around. So that yeah. could ex explain why a game like this would suddenly appear and then disappear uh, and never be heard from again, you know? So right. it's kind of like, you know, these, these, these little seedlings, these little things that kind of like pick apart at the urban legend and try to be like, okay, this, maybe this is where it comes from. Maybe this is why so many people think this really existed, you know? Mm -hmm. um, uh, there, there's also, all, uh, like you were saying a minute ago with like, uh, you know, uh, the flashing lights and, and, um, uh, seizures uh there's all, all the people that actually got sick while playing games like temptus at the time uh just like they say with uh Polybius. uh as was the case with let me pull this up uh michael lopez of of uh beaverton oregon so there you go oregon uh-oh uh-oh uh -oh, oregon uh he he suffered a, a sudden migraine while playing tempest with some friends at the malibu grand prix arcade Mm -hmm. uh, and it goes into him talking about how he like couldn't um, his head hurt so bad he couldn't walk. He like passed out in the street and uh, and felt like his head was cracking open. All this shit. Uh, blame was put on the game's flashing lights and intense visual effects, and the incident was documented by a local paper. As was the case of Jeff Daly, a gamer who suffered a heart attack and died after getting his name on the high score list of the game Berserk. In that case. Blame was also put on the stress-inducing arcade game. So he died, but he did make the high score. I mean, he so, yeah, he died doing what he loved. So being you know, a nerd, <laughs> being a nerd, and I do like that the game was called Berserk. Um, yeah, you know that's kind of uh, it's it's kind of warning you ahead of time. Uh, wow. Similarly, Peter Bukowski, no relation to Charles Bukowski, I'm guessing, um, also died of heart failure, Not possibly taken. possibly due to. My, my cardial inflammation while playing Berserk. 
And then these are all young people, you know. Uh, then there's Brian Morrow, who after 28 straight hours of playing asteroids and drinking Coca-Cola, got sick and collapsed. Now, that's not okay. the fault, okay? That's just yeah. fault. <laughs> 28 hours of playing a video game and drinking caffeine. Goddamn game. <laughs> and drinking caffeinated beverages, and that's it? Like, yeah, of course you died. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, Alex, I'm sorry. Mario survived. But it's easy to see how the reporting of such events in the Northwest uh, uh, United States could lead to paranoia about the long-term effects of this new entertainment medium of arcade games. Right. Uh, it's, it's hard to imagine now, but the time gaming was a, a, a new phenomenon. It was actually able to fad. Uh, so people, uh, parents were like suspicious and freaking out that their kids were going to be uh, brainwashed and um, and turned into you know, uh, uh, schizoids and stuff by these games. Uh, but if anything, parents today should be more skeptical about the immersive, addictive gambling adjacent games that are freely available on every conceivable screen in our homes. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, so I wanted to pull up some other stuff here. The Bureau's records indicate that the agency, yeah, okay, yeah. So this is where this is where I get into the FBI. Because that was the other thing that this was like, you know, the CIA and the FBI was using these these machines to uh, uh, monitor people's behavior and try to control human behavior, particularly young people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to, to see here, okay, uh, yeah. So it doesn't help matters that the FBI indeed was conducting top secret operations out of America's arcades. This is where it gets fun, and this is how I get lost in a wormhole for days. Um, the Bureau's records indicate that the agency actually was monitoring and subsequently raiding arcades in the Portland area right around the time that stories of players collapsing in arcades had hit the mainstream media. In those days, arcades, which are naturally dark and maze-like, had seedy reputations, as I was saying earlier, uh, as hotbeds of gambling, drug activity, pickpockets. Um, uh, though the extent to which arcades captured the public imagination was out of proportion with the actual issues in the establishments, some of that reputation was earned. Cabinets were being repurposed for gambling. People were selling weed in between rounds of Pac-Man. Uh, there are pickpockets wherever teenagers tend to gather, uh, especially in the days before cell phones. Uh, and uh, yeah, one more uh, fanciful operation conducted by the FBI included agents rigging classic cabinets like Temptus. Scrabble and Galaxian with cameras and microphones in the hopes of catching criminals in the act. So this this actually they actually did this. It's like shit. a sting type of thing. Yeah, situation. yeah. So like the the, the paranoia and uh, of like of the whole Polybius um, um, urban legend kind of comes from a lot of different like real shit that was going mm. on. So although mm. Polybius is like a bullshit like the slender man of arcade games. There's a lot of truth that goes into how this kind of thing became a paranoid delusion, you know? Um, Yeah, yeah, so let me read on here. Uh, Yeah, basically, I mean, just imagine these teenagers watching these men in black suits wheeling Temptus machines out in and out of arcades like every other day, you know? And no wonder it made them, you know, start ascribing outlandish motives to them. Uh, So stories of mind control and government experience are also unfortunately completely based in reality. Many people have heard of it by now, but at the time there were uh, there were only whispers about a CIA program known as MK Ultra, which we now know uh, was totally real. 
where they pursued mind control techniques using technology, multimedia, and a whole lot of drugs. Um, the experiments were conducted without the permission of their subjects, who have described the experience as extreme psychological torture. Uh, with that in mind, a mesmerizing video game doesn't seem so fantastical. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Polybius! Kind of interesting. Polybius. It's yeah. very interesting. It's very interesting because it absolutely, like, that's something, like I said, it absolutely could be uh, true in some sense. Uh, maybe, like, the whole mind control part, I could see, like, coming off as, like, a offshoot of it. But that could totally be true. Could be giving pe fucking people up and, like, you know what would be awesome? To have, like, uh, a business where you, you know, whatever it was, like, like maybe you delivered toilets or something, but you have, but you have all your workers dress like men in black in suits <laughs> with the glasses and shit mm -hmm. like as they're delivering and taking like they have to dress like that because that would just fucking freak everyone out right right <clears throat> well uh the polybius legend continues to freak people out over the years there have been many um instances where people have been like hey i found it uh, or hey i have one in my when my uncle died and it's in his attic and like all this shit and of what course, happens well of course it's it's, it's bogus you know it's like oh. people be like um people some people will have actually gone through the trouble of like making a cabinet that looks like like it could be it and it turns out to just be like a little jump scare video or something like that but yeah uh there's a couple of like actual games that were made though called polybius um mm. that were really like fan games or like people trying to recreate what you know like all the people said what the game was like you know they tried to be, like recreate it so i'm going to tell you a little bit uh, about these uh, yeah, the fan-made representations. There's one, uh, the, the one that was kind of funny was uh, uh, Good Deal Games, uh, which basically did it as an April Fool's joke. Like, you go on there, and it's like, oh, this is the game. We found it. And you go on there, and you try to play it. And it's like, April Fool's, haha. Um, but uh, a company called Rogue Synapse, which recreates fictional games, like, um, like the, the video game in Tron, or the video game in the last starfighter like you know they they, they would actually make games uh, uh, like tribute um cabinets and consoles uh they made one as well uh and so there are these different ones you can find online and actually play but they're not the game there's these you know recreations or like these ideas of what the game should be like might look like there was even one made for atari um like but not old atari it was like made for atari in the last 10 or 15 years you know um but it's like these it's like the fan films like the like these siren Head exactly. fan films it's like exactly that version it's like the slender film. man it's the slender man like mm. videos of of the video game world um but one of the more popular ones one of the more well-known one is uh a guy named jeff minter who is a video game programmer he's known for his uh psychedelic games uh he made a version for uh psvr some it's some form of playstation dude um, playstation vr I, uh, by the way i played i've played a couple games at my friend connor and ed's house awesome mm -hmm. go ahead okay well he made he made a, a, a one of these games right he made mm -hmm. um um uh, polybius and oh. i i right right he made one cool Whoa. now dude i'm telling you i i only watched a video of it of the gameplay and i felt like i was gonna have a panic attack just watching really? it. Um, yeah, the, the visuals are so pulsing and like the, the music is like hypnotic and there's just so much happening at once that it just gave me anxiety. Like, huh. 
yeah, I, I, it's the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, if I took acid and watched it, I would probably die. Um, I couldn't watch it for more than like, uh, like 30 seconds. It was just sensory overload. Um, but of course, like this game is a modern game. Like it's not even really trying to look like a, an eighties game or anything. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there are, if there's any other info I wanted to give you. Okay. So I'll just wrap it up here with this. Uh, none of those games are the true Polybius, which if it ever existed at all, only survives via word of mouth and articles. Um, uh, and podcasts like this one. Uh, Polybius was almost certainly invented by Kurt Kohler to promote his website, uh, which mm. was all about, um, you know, old school video games. So they think this is where the actual game called Polybius, where that, uh, where that started. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. Uh, and how it just kind of spread in the early 2000s, this urban legend about it. Um, but in the in the light of free-to-play mobile games with addicting gacha mechanics, corporations, and governments hyper-targeting ads on Facebook, effectively mind control, and the alphabet soup of federal agencies torturing children, uh, the themes of the legend are more relevant now than ever before. Uh, in a way, the story of Polybius is entirely true, in a way, uh, because people were dying while playing video games uh weird men in black were using arcade machines and secret operations the government was and probably is it probably still is pursuing mind control uh and the portland area was subjected to all of these things as uh many parts of america have been so polybius is not a real game but the urban legend in so many ways is true yeah that's pretty cool isn't that nuts? Um, it is very nuts because, uh, yeah, it, does, it is. It is a true thing. Like I said, like like it is all those things that it's I think it's like a bunch. It's, it's a bunch. It's funny and true. It's a bunch of funny <laughs> true like things that. that have come together to be like one really true uh, thing. Yeah. Um, man, speaking of games, like I just like this made me think. I just watched this a movie this past week called Game of Death on Shutter. I know there's been other movies called Game of Death, but this one is like a 2017 movie. Have you seen this? You seen this? You heard about this? You seen this? No, uh, no, no, I don't think so. So it's more of a modern, but like it, it it's about. Uh, I've seen Cards of Death, but that's this, this, that's a different, not yeah, this one. Cards of Death shouts out uh, Carrie if you're listening. She knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, Cards yeah. of Death is some trash cinema. Yeah. That's on the. Uh, is that on the video nasties? Cards no, of Death. No, no, that that's one of those like bottom of the barrel total cheap shit that no one's ever seen hell yeah yeah it's garbage um so but this this movie's about these these teenagers at like a, a, a beach house or whatever somebody's parents beach house and they uh find this uh game in one of the rooms it's like an 80s style like uh the, the ones that would have like a battery and talk to you like ah, 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 like some shit like that <clears throat> And they, it's called Game of Death, and they all like we're gonna play Game of Death, and it, like the instructions are like everyone puts their thumb down on the button, like that's their fucking playing starter, and it pricks their their fucking thumb or whatever, takes their blood, and then like the thing comes up with a random number, and that's how many people that you have to kill before the timer runs out, or you or the players start dying. Mm, so that like, sounds they, good. It is, or and and also, and this is not spoiler because it's in the description. Like when the timer it runs out, if you don't like for each kill that you have to make, if you don't kill a person, one of the players' heads explodes. 
And once it starts, Jesus fucking Christ, it, it's like a gas pedal to the floor because they're mm-hmm. on a timer. They have to like right. either kill these. And it just, I thought it was kind of, I thought it was pretty cool. I don't know. But uh, definitely like the gore and shit is, is worth uh, a watch because mm-hmm. there's a lot of heads exploding. Uh, I do like exploding movie. heads. I do like exploding so, heads. That made sure. me think of that, that game you're talking about. So, uh, Polybius. Anyway. <laughs> Polybius. Come save me, Polybius. Yep. Where art thou, Polybius? <laughs> uh, for those of you who are interested in learning more about Polybius, um, there is a short documentary. It's an hour long. You can watch it for free on YouTube. It's called Polybius, the video game that doesn't exist. Uh, and it'll tell you all about it. Um, it's pretty creepy and pretty cool because there are a lot more details that I didn't get into here. I just gave you kind of the broad strokes because as I said earlier, uh, with these urban legends, um, you know, like they just grow and grow and grow. Anytime you tell anyone an urban legend that they've already heard, they're like, oh, what about this and this and this? Like, because that's the way it works. It's like this word of mouth, uh, you know, like chain, and it gets more colorful the more people you talk to. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes them so fun. And that's why we decided to do this series. Yeah. yeah. Very cool, man. I, I dig it. I'm going to find this game that doesn't exist. Get my mind controlled. Dude, you should at least... Mind uh, freak! Uh, my, you get mind freaked. Uh, dude, definitely um, look up the, the thing I was, the, I was mentioning of the PSVR version of it by Jeff Minters. Oh, yeah. Dude, just looking at it for a minute made me feel like I was on drugs. It, it was, like I said, it almost Sweet. gave me a panic attack just looking at it. I couldn't handle even watching it, let alone playing it. I'm like, how could someone play this? Like, yeah, yeah it's it's overwhelming. Um, Intense. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll send you a, a link to that video I found so, so you can Very enjoy cool. it. Yeah, you can take a bit of the old uh, LSD and watch that, Johnny. Bit of the old in out. Bit of the old in out. Uh, speaking of in out, um, that was a great, great first Urban Legends episode. Uh, to get the, uh, to get the old, we we moistened the, moistened the, the hole. Wick. We're moistened ready to wick. go. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We we and, humped our honey. We moistened the wick. We <laughs> we slapped the baloney. And we, <laughs> we are playing like. Things. And uh, we're trying to bring, um, you know, more obscure urban legends, interesting things from all around the the, the world, not even just the country with this right. uh, series. So uh, look forward to that in the future, you know, yes. and think about it. And look forward to our next episode where we'll be having celebrity guests, starting with Leonardo DiCaprio. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, wait, I just got word. He, uh, oh. he doesn't actually exist. Oh. oh, he played the Pandorius game, and yeah, then uh, what's it called? Pandashore, Pandashores. What's it called? <laughs> the the game I've been talking about for the yeah. last half hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Julius Julius Shroud. Yes. No, no, you had it right. Pandashores. <laughs> Pandashores. Polybius. Yes, that Polybius. Absolutely, and also with you. Pandashores. Yep. All right, folks. Panda Shores is the official game of uh, Vital Social, uh, Vital Social and Issues and Stuff. <laughs> yes. Look the role-playing it. game. It's Look a JRPG. It. Oh, okay. It's not a video game? I thought it'd be a video game, considering... No, it topic. is a video game. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, it's available on only on Nintendo 64. Uh, so we thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Nintendo. Thank you, Polybius. Thank you, uh... Bruce I love Stern. that we did this whole show about games when neither of us are gamers. Um, 
I mean, it wasn't about games, but like no, but I, that was an urban legend about games. I play was, some games. I don't play a lot of games. You know, I, I have dabbled in game playing, but I just you know you know how we've talked about it before. I have a whole complex with wasting time, and I, I can't relax. Yeah. So yeah, we, you know, me, me too. Yeah, I, I can only like play a game for maybe, plowing, maybe half an hour. You know, I could play around with it, and I, I know. I remember we we played Cloak and Dagger at your house, and it was like. Well, that's a we, board game. That's we got different. at least four minutes into that game before we were like, fuck, like punching like the board and shit. You know, well, that's a board game. That's a board game. But there was a cloak and dagger video game uh, mm. for Atari. Um, but there was also a, a, a cloak and dagger game that was uh, like a cloak and dagger. I like that. Game. The, the, I know that's that's your version of it. But there was there was a there was like an arcade version of it too that I guess was different or something. But I don't remember either of those. Apparently they existed, but I never played them. But there's there's very prominently one featured in the movie Cloak and Dagger. Um, I mean, apparently, Polybius have... existed too, dude. I mean, well, like Cloak and Dagger, you can actually see the gameplay, and that's the funny thing with the Polybius. Like these videos, people are like, oh, we've got one. It's always like shaky cam where they're filming it. There's it's always dark, and like they uh, they like they can never show the gameplay for some reason. It's, it's a pruder like, film of like video game footage. <laughs> no, it's just it's just clearly just a, a phony bullshit. You know, it's just like when people get footage of Bigfoot. It's never good footage. It's always blurry. The camera's shaky. It's from far away. You know, it's like because mm-hmm. it's because it's not real. Uh, it's why. You know? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well. Yep. That was good. So look, I mean, I think we got a good uh, little series going here. I and, think so. I'm uh, excited. I'm excited. I'm excited, folks. I hope you're excited too. Urban Legends. Uh, so we've got more coming your way. Um, so stay tuned. Yeah. So, uh, all right, dude. We'll see what happens next week. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Polybius my way. Next time you see me, I'll be in Las Vegas, Nevada, mm-hmm. recording. Uh, so you know, maybe they have a Polybius uh, at a um, a casino I can find, or a Panda Shake. <laughs> Probably not. You know what's funny though? What is that, funny? like you you even though you may not realize it, you have heard of it, uh, Polybius before because in, in an episode of The Simpsons, there no. it's in the, there at the Quickie Mart, right next uh, uh, right next to Triangle Wars, which is a game a game that Bart is playing. There's right. a, there's a fucking Polybius no way game. Yep. Oh man. They they know how to. They're nerds, dude. They, the writers are nerds, so they know how to God do those fucking deep cuts, that. dude. Yeah, they don't mention it. They don't talk about it. It's just there, like beside the, the game Triangle Wars, where Bart is going up to play it. Yeah, it's pretty great. God. That's amazing. It is. So many like layers of an onion. You know? It is, man. That's 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 the great thing about an urban legend. So we've got more coming, folks. We hope you enjoyed this uh, premiere episode of Urban Legends Part One, and uh, we'll see you soon for more. Bye. Mm-hmm.